Welcome to the Gaining Control Podcast. At the young age of five, I found myself in the front row of an old country church watching the funeral service of my grandfather. All I could remember from that day was my mother's loud cry, my grandfather's still body in the casket, and the groundkeepers lowering my grandfather's body one crank after another. I was left in total confusion as to why this day has become the event I remember the most of my grandfather. As years passed, I finally understood that my grandfather's death inspired me to encourage others. I started to see death in a whole new way. I began to see the people right in front of me that was living but actually dying. I saw people dying to their decisions, problems, pain, poor habits, and much more. I asked myself, how can I help? What do others need? What's the best way to connect with others and learn their story? And how can I share impactful tips and information to transform other lives? The Gaining Control Podcast was created because I truly believe that you can gain control of your life and live your best life. I'm looking forward to the journey we're about to embark on. I believe this is the time for you to start gaining control. Welcome to another episode of Gaining Control. I'm your host and friend, Travis Corley. So I want to quickly give a recap um, so far how we got to where we at um, with this episode of the podcast. And so currently we're in a series titled The New Thinker. And The New Thinker is a 13-step process to help you go from your pain to your power. And the reason why this process is so important is because everybody want to go to the next level of their life, but there's something that's holding back so many people. If it's fear, uh, if it's not fear, it's doubt. If it's not doubt, it's just disbelief. Um, It's past trauma. There's so many things that's plaguing people from going forward. And so I wanted to put in this episode, um, I wanted to put in, I mean, this series, um, what should be taking place in your life. And that should, you should be operating out of your power and not fighting your pain. And so this 13 step process is really important in terms of helping you move forward. So another thing about this 13 step process, if you notice that in previous episodes, um, or you will notice at the end of this episode, you will hear train horns or you will hear me reference the language of a train. And that's because this series, um, I'm, I'm comparing it to, um, if you've been to a train in a city and you look at the board, you notice some train routes have multiple routes. And so for myself, I'm from uh, Miami, Florida. And so our transit system, um, we have multiple routes. We have the orange route, the blue route, the green route. And so therefore I'm comparing this series to a train system and so we started off at our pain station and we went through a few stations and now we're at investment station and this is about midway um through the entire route system but this is the second tier route this would be considered like the second um 
the second direction that you could take to get um, to your power station. So um, if I had to say anything, we done, we done basically went through the orange route, which is the A route. And now we're in the green route, which is the I route. And so this, this is the second station of the I route, which is titled investment station. Now, when it comes down to investment station, um, I want to put this definition out there first so that you get an understanding of where it is that I'm taking you in this episode, but also to how this episode would differ from the last episode, which was intentional station. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that, and there's a few sound bites, there's a few great um, things that you need to take out of that to help you navigate through your painful seasons so you can start accessing your power. And so the definition for investment um, that I'm using for this episode is an act of devoted time, effort, or energy to a thing with the expectation of a worthwhile result. I'm going to repeat that one more time. Investment means the act of it, of devoting time, effort, or energy to a thing with the expectation of a worthwhile result. Now, before I jump into that, um, I just want to kind of share with you how my week been. And, and it's crazy that I'm at this station. Like I said, through this series, what has been interesting is that I'm, I'm helping other people go from their pain to their power. And I noticed that I've been dealing with so much um, during this season. And so for myself, what, what happened this week was I just started having um, real anxiety about missing out. Um, I don't know if you know the acronym of FOMO, but it's the fear of missing out. And I was dealing with this all week. Like I just struggled with the mindset of thinking, hey, I'm missing out on something. I'm missing out on something. And I was wondering what was that? And, and what it was was, I was around a lot of people that's doing a lot of great things and I was comparing what I'm doing to them. And I kept thinking that I'm missing out on the abundance of my gift. I kept thinking that I'm missing out because I was comparing where I'm at in my season of podcasting uh, in my season of speaking and my season of, um, being a college professor and my season of just doing whatever I'm doing, I kept comparing that to other people's success. And I had this thought process of, Hey, I'm missing out on something. In reality, I'm not missing out on nothing because my path is my path and their path is their path. And we're ultimately going to end up in different directions, no matter how close our, uh, our skill set or how close our talent or how close our dream may be to one another, but we ultimately go in different directions, but I was comparing myself. So what happened was I got off of my track. I got off the train that's for my life and I got on the train that was their life and I started to ride in my own imagination, the path of their life. And I noticed that while riding their life and, and while thinking that my life is, isn't um, worthy or I don't have nothing good going for myself, I wind up getting trapped. I wind up getting stuck. I wind up getting lost. I wind up walking into a city, uh, walking into a place, walking in myself into somewhere that I don't supposed to be. And 
that's where so many people are at. So many people, sometimes we just lose track of what it is that we're doing. Sometimes we speak negative over what it is we're doing. Sometimes we we start comparing ourselves to other people and we get lost. And that's what happened to me. I just got lost. So coming into this episode, I'm like, hey, this episode this week is about investment station. It's about devoting time, effort, and energy um, and, and for a worthwhile result. And I said to myself, that's what exactly I need to do. I need to devote time and start thinking through why I thought the way I thought. Where did this come from? Why did this come up? And why do I feel like I'm missing out on something when I'm on my own journey? And that's the same thing I want to tell you. You're not missing out on nothing. You're on your own journey. And, of course, you don't know what tomorrow brings. Of course, you don't know the next step in your journey. But what it is you need to know is right now you're doing good. Right now, you're making a necessary step that you need to make to carry yourself forward. Right now, you're on your journey. Right now, you're on a train going to the next station in your life to do the thing that you're called to do. So don't feel like you're missing out on nothing. Don't feel like that what you're doing isn't good. You're doing exactly what you should be doing. And so now that I jump into this episode and I'm thinking like, what I'm going to talk about with investing time this week. And typically when we look at investing, we look at investing as something we have to bring in, something we have to do. It's something we have to um, ultimately investment. Like when you think about money, it's about taking something and going and adding it somewhere to increase it. But this week, I want you to devote time and invest in yourself this way. Start thinking through what it is that's in your head that you're worrying about and start thinking through what it is that you feel like uh, you may be missing out on. Um, start thinking why them thoughts is there so you can start intentionally, like we talked about last episode, intentionally putting yourself in position to start weeding out those bad thoughts so you can start replacing them with positive thoughts so you can start moving yourself forward so you can start accessing your power so you can start being not only that new thinker, but you can start being the person that you truly are meant to be. And so I started... Um, to to look at the notes and started to to do what it is that I usually do for podcasts and um, typically I just sit down for about an hour or two hours but this week I sat down for about four hours um, when it came out to my notes because I wanted to think through what it was I was struggling with myself because I just wanted to use that as an example to show you that the thing about FOMO is that when we when we feel like we're missing out on things. Um, we typically we typically carry that thought out longer than we expect. And what happens is you just get completely lost. And so that's what that's what happened to me. I was just completely lost. And so I want to kind of dive into um, not only how to refine yourself, but I want to also dive into what it is that you should be doing to to not only never experience FOMO again, but to keep put yourself back on track and start to go the direction that you need to go. So the interesting thing about FOMO is that it's one of them things that, you know how sometimes when we have negative thoughts, you just spiral downhill into another negative, another negative thought, another negative thought, another negative thought, another negative thought. Well, the same thing with FOMO, what happens is you just spiral downhill into other things. And one thing that's attached to FOMO is the failure to say no. So understand FOMO is the fear of missing out, but something that's attached to it that's very close related to it 
is the failure to say no. So one one thing about me um is that I struggled for years. And when I'm talking years, I'm talking years. Like I'm talking majority of my life to say no. And what happens is I find myself saying yes to all these things that I don't even want to say yes to. What, and, and I was wondering, why do I say yes to all this stuff? So I did what the definition of investing is actually to do is devote time, effort, and energy um, to a worthwhile result. And so the result that I wanted was, why do I say yes to everything? And I started to really devote a lot of time and energy, and I started to think. And what I came up with was, in my mind, when somebody asks me to do something, even though I want to say no, what I do is I think all these things that would happen if I said no. So like prime example, somebody asks me, hey, can I borrow money? I think about what well, maybe if I don't give them the money, then they will have to spend other money that they otherwise probably don't have to buy something that they really need. And if they don't have money to do other things, then they're not, they're going to miss out on this. And then this is going to spare their life downhill. And then if their life go downhill, they're going to deal with all these bad things. And so I start to think this way and I put myself in a position that I say yes out of my thought process, not out of actually what's happening. And when that happens, um, I typically give myself anxiety. I typically depress myself. And sometimes I find myself giving when I shouldn't be giving. I find myself giving in an unhealthy mindset. I find myself giving when I don't have nothing left. I find myself giving um, when I should be being selfish for myself because I have my own things I need to do with my money. Like, for instance, I have a family. Like, I have a wife and a daughter, and I sometimes... I'm giving when I shouldn't be giving. Like I should be spending money investing in them or doing things with them and I'm giving. And so I found myself saying like, that's crazy that I went all those years and I never devoted any time, energy or effort to seeing why do I think the way I think. Um, another thing that typically happens is that somebody asks me for something and I'm always shifting and, and moving my schedule around for everybody when I shouldn't be doing that. And sometimes when I do that, I lose out on the opportunities or I lose out on on my on my schedule for that day or the things I need to do because my mind is just racing with all these thoughts of potential things that can happen. But when I look in front of me, none of those things happen. It's just I over I was overthinking or overanalyzing the situation when I shouldn't be overanalyzing it that way. So typically when I get into uh, when I'm trying to find something out about me. Um, I call my friends. I have close friends that I, I would send a text message, a phone call. I would ask questions and I let my friends tell me what, what it is about me that needs to change or what it was that I'm thinking and why I'm thinking this way. Have I thought this way for a long time? Because some of my very best friends, which I'm very lucky to have some of my very best friends are friends that I had since I was a child. And when I mean child, I mean the ages of like one three, seven, 11. Like I had my childhood friends that are still my close friends still to this day. Um, if you haven't caught, um, if you haven't caught, um, a few episodes of the podcast yet, um, in my sixth episode at the end, I talk about my friends. Um, you will hear me talk about a few of my friends. Um, and, and I mentioned how much of a positive influence they have been in my life and what I learned from them. So you can go and, um, listen and learn about a few of my friends. If you listen to episode six. So, 
I was asking my friends, like, hey, what is it that, why I'm dealing with this? Like, what is this thing? And they was just telling me, like, hey, this is something you always dealt with. And we didn't know how to tell you, but we actually was help protecting you um, from further spiraling into these negative mindsets because we saw what they was doing to you after a while. And it was just good that I knew that they had my back on it that way. But it was just very interesting to see that I dealt with this issue for so long. Um, my wife even brought it to my attention that even something that she started to do to even help me was she would take my cell phone when I'm not looking and she would take my cell phone and she would turn it on airplane mode and she would go put it on a charger in a part of the house where I wouldn't find it. And when I do ask for it, she would tell me, hey, I put it on airplane mode. It's sitting over there, but don't touch it. You need to be away from your phone because she knew that if I was by my phone and somebody called me, she knew that I'm not only picking up my phone, but if somebody asked me to do something, uh, I'm getting up doing it. But she also started to see how this mindset of overthinking and overanalyzing and thinking all these bad thoughts through and saying, if I don't do this, this is all what happened. She started to see that mindset and how it was taken away from me, how it was taken away from my family and how I was just depleting myself. And so she was tired of seeing me in painful seasons. She was tired of me being a person that I'm not. She was tired of me over exalting myself for things and people that I shouldn't even be leaving my house for. And so it was one of the things where she said, I have to help you and put a stop to it. And so it's just this week I started to think through that as I started to deal with FOMO. And I started to really say, I got to get a, I got to gain control of this area myself because I knew if I didn't gain control, it was keeping me back from being a person that I truly needed to be. Another thing what, um, this has done for me was it was actually stopping me um, from being who I truly needed to be on the podcast. Um, I was actually, um, the previous episodes, I wasn't even a hundred percent myself and I didn't even know it. I was like really distracted, um, from being a person that I am. And I was just saying to myself, like, wow, this was really something that was plaguing me. And I was shocked. But the thing that I wanted to truly say is that so many people deal with it. So many people. And if you're dealing with this, I'm here to tell you that you're free from this today. We're going to break through this. We're going to take you to the next level. We're going to take you to the next station in your life. We're going to help you get to your power station so you can start being a person that you truly are. We're going to help you free from this. You're no longer going to be bound by FOMO. You're no longer going to be bound by over obsessive thinking. You're no longer going to be bound by negative thoughts. You're going to move past this because your life is worth it. There's something that's great inside of you that the world needs. There's something that you are meant to do on this earth. And I want your gift to flourish because I want to see you flourish. And I want to connect with you. I want to learn your story. I want to be able to be your friend and come alongside of you and help you be your best self. I want you to gain control of your life as well. So we're going to get past this. So don't worry if it's been plaguing you for years like it was plaguing me. We're going to get past it. So there's a few other things that that happens um, to to us, and, and it's kind of like um, we we have these patterns of of just uh, negative, obsessive things um, that typically takes place. And, and another thing that happens to a lot of people is that um, they wind up like spiraling to emotional eating, 
and they don't understand why. And what it is is that it's not the fear of missing out um, as we may think, but what it is is that we don't want to uh, we don't want to accept or we don't want to actually face what it is that we fear. We don't want to face the challenges in our life. We don't want to face the problems. And so we don't devote no time to it. We don't devote no energy, no effort. And what I'm telling you that you have to you have to turn around and you have to face this stuff head on and you have to devote time into figuring out why you're the way you is. And you have to devote time into the emotional eating. One thing I could tell you is this, because I struggle with this as well. Um, I would go to the gym. I would work out. And I would burn a lot of calories, but I would wind up adding calories back because I would emotional eat sometimes a snack or I would have a soda or I would have like a cake or I would tell myself these little things to make to, to just give me the chance to basically go get something to have just to eat, just to feel better about myself. Because in my mind, I'm thinking about one thing and I'm saying to myself, this is happening and I hope this don't happen. And I have all this obsessive thinking and then I'm like, okay, how can I cope with the obsessive thinking? I go get food because the food distracts me from thinking negatively, but I'm also hurting myself because the food is no good because typically when I'm thinking like this, I'm not running to a salad. I'm not running to a, to a health shake. Um, I'm not running to something that's good for my body. I'm running to everything that's poor because I want the sweetness. I want the, the tastefulness of a snack, of a little Debbie cake, of a pound cake or a lemon cake, or I want the, the, the taste of a Coca-Cola or Pepsi soda. And so I'm just feeding myself all this unhealthiness because I think the, un, the unhealthy food is what's going to help me to feel better about myself, not knowing that it's only a temporary thing. You feel better for a little bit. You feel better while you're eating it. When it goes away, you don't feel better no more. That thoughts come right back in because you don't have nothing to distract it again. And what typically happens is you run to either something else that's negative, you run back to more food, or you just start to overthink again and you just go right back into this negative sparrow. And so many people live right there. And that's actually a deep sign of anxiety. And when we're staying and we're living right there, what happens is we're just so distracted. And for some people, they don't become so unhealthy in other areas of their life. Their finances is unhealthy. Their body's unhealthy. Their spirit's unhealthy. Their work life is unhealthy. Their home life is unhealthy. They don't clean up. The car it hasn't been serviced in a while. Like it just throws off everything. And so we have to get back on track. We have to gain control of our life because we have to move forward. We have to move past this because you only get one life. One. You don't get a second chance at life. You get one. And a lot of these negative things we're doing can end our life now. It can end our life tomorrow. And we don't know how much time we have left on earth. We don't know what it is that's in our future that could take us away. But we don't want to help take us away out of this earth by having all these negative habits. We don't want to help the we don't want to help the health report of being negative by emotionally eating. We don't want to help brain cancer because we're overthinking. We don't want to help these things come into our life. We want to stay further away from them. And the way to stay further away is to think positive and and, and to intentionally influence your life to be positive. So I'm telling you that we have to take a different path in order for us to gain access to our personal power to live our best life because your life 
It's worth you being your best. It is not meant for you to live your worst. And I see around me so much, so many people that deal with this. And I didn't know what it was at first until I started really studying for the podcast. And I started really just putting some concentration in what's really happening. And I started to notice how so many people are dealing with this. We need to change it. People are losing on the greatest opportunity you will ever have. And that's breathing. People are living. People are missing out on what it means to truly have a life. Um, one thing that just always come to my mind is that um, every time I think about Kobe Bryant, I always think about the word full because Kobe Bryant lived full. Um, he lived a full life, meaning he was able to not only accomplish great things in sports, but he was able to accomplish other great things, but he accomplished the greatest thing. And that was expressing the very best of himself. And that's the thing that I want you to take at, from Kobe Bryant's life is that he expressed the very best of himself. Yes, he only did it in 41 years, but he did it full. And so, like I said, we don't know when the end of our life is, but you have to get yourself on track to live full. So that's why I'm telling you that we will gain control of our life. We will live our best life. We will step into our greatness. We will be the person that God called us to be. We will continue to do the things that we know we're built to do. So please understand that you will gain control of your life. Just to recap about this episode, it's about um, just investing time, effort, and energy in learning where this pain is really coming from to really get deep. Because sometimes, like I said, we think investing time in ourselves is adding things, but sometimes it's taking away things. And this is one of the things we need to take away, the fear of missing out. And we need to take away everything that comes with that because we need to live our personal power. We need to start accessing our personal power. We have a life that needs to count. Our life is important. So I'm telling you, you're going to be okay. You can breathe. Just take a deep breath and let it out. And that's the start to you taking the first step to gaining control of your life and living your best life. This is the season for you to start gaining control of your life to live your best life. The train is exiting investment station. Next stop, next episode, intermission station. To receive updates and additional content from the Gaining Control Podcast, connect with us at gainingcontrolpodcast at gmail.com and connect with me personally at Travis K. Corley on all social media sites. Lastly, we want to hear from you. Share with us your personal story. Please email us at gainingcontrolstories at gmail.com.